She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is The Art of Becoming an Authentic Mother. In this episode, we are speaking with Kate King, who is the founder and owner of the Radiant Life Project. Kate's mission is to create a ripple effect of health and meaningful joy in our world by helping her clients and audience learn to cultivate radiant lives for themselves that shine so brightly, they impact and improve the lives of those surrounding them as well. Her work is filled with inspiring resources, tools, and practices that provide an accessible entry point into a life of greater authenticity, fulfillment, and illumination. Kate, it's such an honor to have you on. I'm so excited to talk about your book and how to become an authentic mother. Can you give the audience a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So um, I have a 15 plus year history as a clinical psychotherapist and a board-certified art therapist um, in Colorado. So I've had a private practice for that time, and I've worked with a lot of people one-on-one and couples and in groups to kind of work through their mental health struggles, a lot of them being mothers and new parents. Um, And when my son was born, he's nine now, about three months into his life, um, I started to write the book, The Authentic Mother, because it was It was a book that I was looking for and I couldn't find um, Mm -hmm. something that was supportive, but also creative and had the sort of validation and support I was looking for rather than just shame and advice that didn't feel like it fit. So um, I started writing The Authentic Mother and it just, it became sort of another birth process where I brought something into creation that felt really meaningful and was a real labor of love for me. And so since then, I've, I've kind of been selling the book and working in the practice. And now I have some new exciting ventures. Yeah. I mean, I could really tell that this book is a labor of love and I love how you put in, you know, uh, worksheets or, you know, like just, um, not worksheets. What am I trying to say? I'm kind of blinking out right now, but you basically give people exercises to do in the book and you can do art stuff and like write things down for like self-care. I, I could just tell it's coming from an authentic place. So switching gears a little bit, explain more about the Radiant Life Project and, and that working. Yes. So the Radiant Life Project is new. Um, I went on sabbatical from my private practice um, at kind of the the beginning of 2022 um, because I was really burnt out from being a healthcare worker during the pandemic. Mm. And I thought I was just going to crawl into bed and like watch movies. But really what happened was I got this huge energized movement toward kind of rebranding my business and creating something that helps people to be unstuck and helps people to do their own work. Um, I started to get insight that the piece that wasn't working in my private practice for my clients or for myself was this sort of perseverating of the same stuff over and over and over without movement 
through and beyond those issues. So I've created the Radiant Life Project as a platform that helps people to have that transformative experience of healing, not just sort of the dumping ground that can sometimes be therapy, Mm -hmm. um, but really a little bit more accountability, a lot more inspiration, and kind of just a new feel of vibrancy and radiance in life that doesn't mean that you can't have hardship or that life is easy all the time, but it means that no matter what is in your life, there's a holistic perspective of wellness that you've got your own back and you can move through it and you can heal. No, I love that message. You know, that's what I love to talk about here on Not Your Mama's podcast is ways to become a better version of you, you know, become the 2.0 of you through the holistic route. You know, sometimes these things that we talk about are so much easier said than done. And it's great to always feel like you have a community. I really love what the Radiant Life Project is about and the messaging of it. So don't forget down below, you can connect with her and get more information about that. Now, getting back to the book, I kind of want to dive into some of like the chapters and things that you talk about. Um, Yeah. So what about like the science of becoming a mom? I'm going to dive into that a little bit. Yes. So this was actually my favorite part of the book to write um, Mm -hmm. because there's a definite neuroscience geek inside of me. So when I was becoming a new mom, I could feel that something was different in my brain and like my, my world just felt different from a perception view. And so I started to do the research around it and the way that our, not just our hormones change, because I think we all know that our hormones are changing during pregnancy, childbirth, nursing, and postpartum after, but actually our neurotransmitters are shifting kind of hand in hand with our hormones. So um, I'll let you kind of read this in the book when when you, when you end up getting a copy, but um, there's just a really big download in the book about different types of neurohormones and neuromodulators that affect the way that you think about your baby, about yourself. Um, there's also a chapter in here about the daddy brain and yeah. how the daddy brain changes too, um, but differently than the mommy brain. So the mommy brain, it, it's kind of like an ongoing change and it doesn't stay st- stable, it goes in a cycle. Whereas the daddy brain is a lot more linear and it's more, um, it's just more specific to the moment that the dad is in. So this is why a lot of the times the dad can't quite feel the bond or doesn't feel as volatile. And then something happens that shifts with the dad when he's holding his baby or when he's feeding his child where he's like, oh, I feel different now too. Yeah. So those are kind of the changes that happen in the brain, but it is, I think it's good to read that section just for a lot of the details. Um, cause I, I could talk about it for hours. Yeah, no. I, and I want people to be enticed and inspired to want to like, go pick up this book because you, it does break down so many things. And, you know, they say that a mother, uh, a woman becomes a mom when they become pregnant and a man becomes a father when they see their when they see their child. So mm-hmm. we really are programmed in genetic, you know, genetically made differently. Um, I can't really speak of my words right now, but you know, there is such a difference between the mommy brain and the daddy brain. So let's kind of dive into a little bit about self-care. I loved how you um, gave, you know, a creative way to do self-care you know, through like art expressing, expressing. And then you also, I like how you gave, um, 
you know, kind of like your favorite self-care tools and you like broke them down? Yes. Yeah. So as, as a board certified art therapist, it makes a lot of sense to me that we all have this, uh, this tool of art and not just not just like the traditional arts, but really any creativity. A lot of people box themselves in and they say like, I can't draw, so I'm not going to be creative, but cooking is creative. Gardening is creative, designing a new business plan or a trip itinerary. There's so many ways to be creative. So this book has over 35 real life um, images from real moms who don't identify as artists. And Mm -hmm. these moms um, were given a list of the projects and the directives that I created for this book. Mm -hmm. And they sort of chose what felt aligned for them and they created art in response. And what's really neat about it is these are not directives that are only for new parents. I do these pieces with myself, my friends, my clients, my husband, even my kids really at any place in our lives. So Mm -hmm. like, for example, on page 112, I talk about the container project So this is a project that helps you kind of contain your emotions and get yourself um, more grounded and centered. Mm -hmm. This is not something that you need only when you're a new mom. This is something you can use anytime. So a lot of the directives in here are like that, where it's just, there are things that you can resource and call upon for support in other areas of your life too, outside of motherhood. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like the assembly, destroy and reassemble that art material project. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good one as well. Um, and then, you know, you have fork in the road, um, that, that art project. Um, yeah. So I really love how, like you give all these examples and you do show the art for anyone that's, um, on YouTube and can see there's so many different, uh, pieces of artwork to show examples of things in the book. I think it's amazing. Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the support of you, my wonderful community. To support your mama's podcast, please click the support link right down below and you can donate just as little as 99 cents. Also, follow me in the Shop Like to Know It app where you can follow me with all my exclusive content all the way from baby products I love, fashion and style, and everything in between. Now let's get back to the episode. Um, so what is the spiritual connection between mother and child? Do you want to kind of go in and talk about that a little bit? Yes, I, I love this part. So to me, becoming a mother was really a spiritual experience from the moment of conception. It was like the fact that we grow babies in our bodies and that we get to spend those precious months sort of sharing a body and sharing everything like that. It's, it's so profoundly spiritual. So this connection, I mean, babies leave behind cells in their mother's body long after they're born. So your genome is changed by having a baby every time you have one. So there are connections between mothers and their children forever, no matter what happens in the future, no matter what goes on in the relationship, there is that connection. And so holding sort of a spiritual honoring and significance for the bond that starts at conception and does not end is of the utmost importance because it helps us to feel more compassion for our children, more connection in our relationship. That's the piece that 
makes us be the mama bears that protect our babies no matter what, that have this innate kind of drive to love them, take care of them, even when we want to pull our hair out and they're driving us nuts. That connection is what sustains the relationship differently than any other relationship in your life. Yeah, I know. When I became a mom with my firstborn, it rocked my world. I like really had to learn how to refunction. I felt like I couldn't do anything besides just taking care of him. And I mean, yeah, it really knocked me off my feet and it took me a while to kind of like feel normal again. I think I had a little bit of postpartum. I remember when I first had him, I couldn't leave the house without crying. I was like afraid to leave the house with him. Um, and it, it lasted a little bit. And when I went to the doctors with him for the first time, you know, I think you go, you know, like two days after you give birth or a week or something. I remember sitting in the waiting room and it was really chaotic in there. Cause I think school was about to start. So like, I don't know, they had so many people like having appointments that day. And I literally just broke down in tears. I don't know why, but it was very overwhelming for me. I, it really knocked me off my feet. And I feel like one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I'm trying to find myself in this world of parenting and helping, you know, I want to be the best person I can for them and for myself, because if I'm the best person for myself, then I'm only going to be better for them and for my husband and all the relationships around me. And so I think it's important to give people information and tools and have people on like you to kind of help women feel empowered and grounded within themselves, because I know how it feels to get knocked off your feet. You know, the science of becoming a mom and the mommy brain and the daddy brain, it really does change. I mean, I am a totally different person than I was before I had my children. Yeah, I'm still fun and and like to have fun, but you know, I look at things differently. The mom brain is totally real and there. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I, sometimes I use it as an excuse, but it's not an excuse. It's a real thing. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I got mommy brain. And it's just, it totally picks us up to like a whole new level, like the multitasking, like what we can actually get done in a day. Like we, we step our game, our game up as, as women and as mothers, because it really proves to us that we can do it all. We can take care of kids. We can take care of ourselves. We can take care of the household. Yes, it can be overwhelming and we want to pull our hair out at times, but, you know, having a sense of community is what's really going to help keep us all together. And that's why I really am so excited to have you on because I think the Radiant Life Project is like something that's going to really help women like yourself and me to, and the people listening, um, to really step forth in their power and, and to be able to work from an authentic place and know that you can do anything you want in this life. And you're not alone. We all think we're alone sometimes in our thoughts and our feelings. Um, but open discussion is what's going to really solidify that you are not alone. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I I really feel like the, the basic ingredient of all that you've said is authenticity. 
I think, you know, that that's what the authentic mother is about. It's about the real experience that you as a person are having, not what the culture is telling you to feel, not what the generations of women before you have taught you about motherhood, but your authentic experience. And in the Radiant Life Project, there are three pillars of a radiant life. And one of them is authentic integrity. And mm. that is living your life with such integrity to what's real for you and what's true through your lens that you stop subscribing to all, all the cultural messages and all the games. You just step out of the game and you live in your own life from a centered place where then you can access that radiance, where if you want to juggle all the balls and do all the things as a super mom, you do that from a place where you're filled up and you're resourced. You're not depleted because you're bending over backwards to fit some standard that isn't really you. Yeah. And we also have to realize children they are not all one in the same. So what one person's method worked for like their children is not going to work for your child. And, you know, talking about like the culture pressures of like what you need to do and not do, you need to do what's best for your child and your family. And you need to just push aside, like who cares what these people think? Like, I know what's best because I'm their mother. Like I created them they have a part of me and I have a part of them. Like we have like a spiritual bond that no one else has because I didn't create that person and that person didn't create my child. So we need, and I had a lot of that too. Like I went to like the new mom school, which was very helpful. And I got to meet a lot of women who just had babies and I did get a lot of great information, but I didn't, follow exactly what they told me to do because that's not what was making my child and myself happy. I had to do what made me happy. And if I were to tell someone this is what I was doing and they had like a shock and awe, I had to make sure that I was confident, like, well, I don't really care what you think. I, I know what's best for me. And I think a lot of mothers have that problem because they want to, you know, be acceptable, be that outstanding mom, or like, I'm doing the sleep training and, or I'm doing this or that, whatever it is. I don't even know the mumbo jumbo. I usually just go with the flow and what <laughs> I'm gonna go with the flow mom, you know, <laughs> we have like some structure, but you know, what, what's the mood that day? <laughs> yeah. So. I think, I think something that a lot of moms struggle with is like you were saying, I'm going to do what works for me. I think a lot of moms are like, I don't know what works for me. I'm a mom. I just became a mom yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's really important for new moms, new dads, just people in new phases of life. Try new things, exactly. right? Like don't be stuck in the box of who you used to be or who other people want you to be. Just be you. And if something feels good and you notice that you're like, oh, that feels good. I want more of that. That's resonance. Do that. Yeah. And if something feels like, oh, I don't want to do that, or I have to, I should, I, I feel like I need to, that's your body saying no. So you can really build your own system of what's a yes and what's a no, just by listening. Every mm -hmm. time I get a feeling where I'm like, oh, it's like, okay, Kate, you don't want to do that. That's a no for, for you. Yeah, totally. And we need to learn to trust ourselves more. And mom intuition is real. <laughs> Like, don't yes. ignore it. It gets heightened after you have your children. I'm a hundred percent. So I agree. So Kate, I have four questions that I ask all my first time guests. And my first question to you is who and what inspires you? 
I'm inspired by my clients, honestly, um, from my private practice. I think that the people who show up to do the work and to ask for help are so brave, so courageous and resilient. And I, I get so much inspiration from people who can admit that they're ready for work and show up for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that answer. Um, and also seeing people's progress is probably so inspiring and heartwarming. Mm -hmm. I always, I always love that people that help people. I, I think that's, um, such a rewarding job. So yeah, it definitely can. Yeah. So my second question is, what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? I wish, I wish that I knew that the moment that I was in wasn't going to last forever. <laughs> I, I know that kind of sounds funny, but it's like, it took me a long time to learn that everything changes and just hang on and it will shift. And for a long time, I remember being when it was a tough day or when it was a difficult time feeling like, oh no, this is forever now. Nothing is forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seasons. You only have seasons. Right. Um, so my third question is, what's the essential part of your daily routine? It's really important for me to be outside at some point in the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get a lot of grounding from nature. So even just a walk, I've actually been waking up at like five in the morning to go outside for a walk before it gets hot this summer. Yeah. And it feels crazy to me to be up that early, but man, I just, I really love that walking time and that time with nature. Yeah. It probably really like centers you, you know, we are basically, creatures of nature and we kind of forget that being outside and putting our feet in the soil or just smelling the flowers and the trees can have such a huge impact because you know in the beginning of our time like we're like we we're like cave people basically camping and living out in nature now we're like in our homes like with the technology and you can kind of see like the mental changes that have happened throughout time with with people so Nature, I think, is such an important thing for anybody and any human. Um, I agree. So the fourth question I have for you is the best advice you've ever received. So the best advice I ever received was from a retreat leader when I was at a women's retreat in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And she told me that anytime you feel a charge in your body of like a you're a deep emotion or you feel resistant, you feel um, like you want to fight about something. It's about you. It's not about them. So in that moment, the healthiest thing you can do for yourself is ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Not react, not respond, not take it out on someone else. There's really no need for blame if we take accountability. So that was the best advice I ever received. And it really changed my life. Yeah, no, I think that's really great. I need to start being like that. <laughs> um, so do you have any last words before we say goodbye today? Um, just stay tuned with the Radiant Life Project. I'll be having some programs coming up on my website, some workshops and some really exciting retreats. Um, you can sign up for a free newsletter on my website where you can be notified about that. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Radiant Life Project and just kind of stay up to speed with stuff because I am in a really generative place where I'm creating like at the rate of a comet and it feels great. And I can't wait to share it all. 
All right, Kate. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was such an honor to have you on the podcast. And thank you everyone for listening. And I hope to see you all in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you in the next one.